0: You are listening to KC Sports Network, proudly presented by Emprise Bank. Coming up, the latest episode of Run It Back.
1: What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Run It Back here on the Kansas City Sporting Network. And I have two very special guests with me today. One being none other than Hannah Whetstone, who I know if a lot of y'all saw my face last year doing sideline. Guess what? It's Hannah's time to shine. She is now one of the new sideline reporters for all K-State sports. She had her first two games with soccer, who we're going to talk about a little bit later. And also, the other guest that will be joining us today is none other than Jasmine Brown. And if y'all heard last week's episode as well, I am practically the president of the Jasmine Brown fan club. So that's going to be really fun to get to talk to her later. But first, at borrows Hannah. Thank you so much for being a nice little co-host for me today.
2: Thanks for having me, Jasmine. This is exciting.
1: All right. So we're going to get this started off a little bit of K-State volleyball first and foremost, because if y'all did not hear, they went up to Portland, Oregon and handled their business clean shop. Everybody was handed L's okay by the hands of K-State women's volleyball. You feel me? And I know, but I got to first start off with this because... The brand spanking new Morgan Family Arena will be having their ribbon cutting ceremony at, I want to say, 3 p.m. That is just before their 7 o'clock game against Omaha. So I know all y'all going to be there because this weekend got the Big 12 champs coming back in the building of Bill Snyder Family Stadium because I know y'all going to be there. So why not have this full-fledged weekend of K-State Sports? Because not only, not only will we have this ribbon cutting at 3 o'clock and then the game on um, Friday also at 7 o'clock, same day, guys, same day, it's going to be this Friday, okay? Ribbon cutting at 3, game against Omaha at 7, okay, that's Friday night. Then you already know it's going to be a whole day of partying that Saturday with K-State football against SEMO. and then I'm just telling you, it's just gonna, it just keeps getting better because also on Sunday, not only does soccer play Nebraska at home at 1 p.m., K-State volleyball will also be playing Nebraska that same day at 4 p.m. So as soon as soon as that soccer game gets done, what y'all don't do, y'all don't trot your little cells right on over. Just go ahead and sprint. I don't care trying. You'll get there when you get there. You feel me? Because it's as soon as that game is, you go right next to Morgan in the Family Arena for another K State and Nebraska matchup. You know, no, like I know you're covering. I know you're covering these games. I like. I know you are. I know you are. I know Sophie is as well. Please, like, what what can you what can you expect? having such a huge k-state weekend because y'all gonna be busy bro
2: absolutely there is so much anticipation leading up to these games i know on campus there is insane buzz going on right now just with a weekend full of activities i know that oh so many students are so excited for volleyball i personally will be getting in line very early i'm not covering the game sophie is but I want to make sure I have a good spot in the student section. And then you mentioned like people making a whole weekend out of it. My family's coming up. They're coming for volleyball. They're coming for football. They're coming for more volleyball and soccer on Sunday. So it's going to be a good one. I'm
1: just, honestly, I'm so, I'm so damn jealous because this will be, this will be the weekend that I'm all up in that piece. Okay. If I'm working or not, I don't care. I'm going to be there. I'm going to be there on Friday night for volleyball with the season, with the home opener at the new Rita. Okay. You see me? I'm being there. You already know. I'm going to watch the Big 12 champs on Saturday. And then again, you got a doubleheader of games with soccer and volleyball against the same opponent back-to-back. Back. Are you kidding me? you know how special that is? Be able to get to witness that, but no. I'm in Amarillo, so I need to live vicariously through all of you because I know y'all butts better be in seats, you feel me? Because we talked a little bit before that Hayes Day Volleyball went to, went to Portland, Oregon and handled their business, okay? Their first opponent was against Portland State, they, they dropped the first set. They dropped the first set. But then they said, I kind of put your big girl panties on. And they pretty much went nine straight sets. They won nine straight sets. They were handing out L's. And in that very first game, the first game of Coach Mansfield's K-State career, this got his he got his first win. Okay, And Aaliyah Carter did what Aaliyah Carter did. Okay. She was able to get her 1,000th kill. That makes her 19th in Wildcat history in the amount of kills. And it was her and Liz Grigorski who had 10 kills each in that game. and then bro, like it was it was downhill from everybody else from that point forward because you already know they gonna, they don't get theirs they don't get their kills. and also highlighting in that game because like I said, this is the very first game of Coach Mansfield of the Coach Mansfield era, you feel me And there's a couple and there's a couple of new players that are on this team that we don't know from last year's team, right? So one being Izzy Shoshewski. Okay, She is a transfer from, I want to say, Oregon State. She had 41 of the 47 assists in that game against Portland State, the very first game of the season. 41 of their 47 assists. And I know you know a lot more volleyball than I do, but having one person be accounting for 41 of 47 assists, I feel like that's kind of insane, an insane stat for just one individual
2: yeah it is and I think it speaks to just how valuable that transfer can be in Izzy and obviously in volleyball so much of that offense literally revolves around the setter um so her coming out early and showing that she can make stuff happen on the court and deliver big big results I think is so impressive and again just speaks to kind of just like I guess there's a lot of anticipation with new coach I feel like we're revamping this program uh and what what an awesome way to start the season! And I think that Izzy is a, a really exciting addition to this team.
1: I know, and this is such a good like coming out party to let K State fans know that she's here. You know what I mean? Because she also had her like her first career K State career double double with 22 digs with the Cats. And of course, like I said, this is a new name on this team. And Coach Manfield was kind of talking about her and kind of like what she brings. And they're talking about teams think that they can hit over her or they can hit around her because she's small. She's five seven, but then she came out and saying, "Psych, you thought don't play with me." And she ended up also having not only the twenty two digs, but five blocks as well. She had five blocks, five seven. Being not only this, not only the offensive not that she had having forty one assists, she getting twenty two digs and
2: five blocks, five seven. Yeah, I think that that. Honestly, so so impressive being five seven playing division one volleyball and you know, obviously being a powerhouse offensively, but then being able to put those kind of numbers up defensively is very, very impressive for sure.
1: Exactly. Especially when you have like a couple like six, five like you know like front blockers that we have at the net. And I know we do have an we have a couple of players on our volleyball team that's around like five seven, because you obviously know they don't have the skill, right? And I'm not gonna I'm not gonna lack K State. We love we love shorter players. I'm just I'm just saying we got a really we got a really good track record of having shorter players who can just ball out. Okay, y'all already know who I'm talking about. I'm talking about Deuce. I'm talking about Marquise. Izzy is already in this as well. We got Mac Morris, who's the, the libero back there, pretty much being the defensive wall that she is. Okay, honestly, we're gonna hit more on her more likely later in the season. But when I tell you she's one of the best liberos in the Big Twelve. It's, it's, it's not even up for an argument it's not even up for an argument okay so once again k State volleyball doing what they had to do and pretty much did it easily it was it wasn't a competition you know Portland or they played Portland State first which was they were the ones hosting this tournament in the first place and of course they want to show out for their home crowd yada 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 that's where they were able to get their first get that first set win okay cool they think oh wow we don't really hand it to this power five team psych No, you're not. Sit your behinds down. That wasn't wasn't the case for them. And it pretty much was rolling ever since then. There's a couple other teams that I barely know. San Diego State handled they behind in three. There wasn't a competition. Actually, they had a, what is it? Uh, 532 attack percentage. I didn't know a whole bunch of this, but that's an insane number, Hannah. That is an insane number. Because I think I've read even more about this because apparently it ranks second most in a three-set match in in the rally setting era. I do not know when that started. But whether if you're top two in anything, in any sort of era, just say, there's not much to compete with that. So already, okay, they ran they ran through the competition with them. And then there, I think it was Cal State Fullerton. Once again, not a competition. Okay, you didn't have the freshmen and sophomores getting in there, doing their thing. It was already supposed to be now the first tournament, first tournament win in the Jason Mansfield era for K State volleyball. So we got more of that coming to you guys later on in the season. It says just three games so far. A lot of games that unfortunately that we could not watch because I know I used Plus. Lord of mercy. Sometimes it be playing with me, but that's okay. That's gonna get fixed, all right? But now we got to move on to a little bit more of soccer and everything like that, and it's going to be. Hold on one second. Uh, we we're going to wrap this up segment, so and then we'll bring it. Oh, okay. Hopefully, they can edit that part out because I just had to read that comment. Okay. Now <laughs> with now we move on to K State soccer. I know Hannah. These were the two games that you did. You know the first two games that we had, and I know the first one was against UTSA. That was their home opener, and bro. That was a that was a fun game, man. It was a fun game, even from like sitting on my couch. They had like what two goals. In 37 seconds, it was the freshman party, pretty much, and I could and I could feel the energy in the crowd, like from my couch. I just love seeing the crowd full, showing the energy, showing all them like the moans and groans when we don't get a foul called or something like that. I love I love seeing that, especially for like women's soccer, a sport that a couple years ago there might not have been a whole lot of fans in the stands. You know what I mean? But just to see that. But Hannah, you being there and you being on the sideline for that game, like, what, what did you kind of see from this team and from that crowd that was there for the home opener?
2: Yeah, it was super, super hype. It had been so hot that day. They ended up moving the game back an hour to like hopefully try to let it cool down. But as soon as the sun went down, the weather was beautiful. Uh, the student section was packed. Like when I tell you the students showed up, they showed up. Yeah. I was so proud. And I know you know Jasmine, like from the job, like we can't like cheer for one team or the other. That, like It was so hard and I didn't think it was going to be that difficult, but I literally just loved K-State so much that I was like, literally, it, I was really struggling not to cheer, especially um, there at the end of that first half when, again, like you said, back-to-back goals in 37 seconds by freshmen coming off the bench. Uh, it was so awesome. It was so loud. It was so hyped. There was like music blaring. The announcer was getting the crowd going. Yeah. The players on the field were going crazy because obviously these two freshmen just recorded, you know, big time, first time career stats, and it was awesome. Especially that second goal was Bro. from so far out. I was like, oh my gosh! It was just yeah, Morgan like, bad. she put her foot
1: through that ball. She did. She did a couple like meek, meek turn. Kick. Yeah, I guess like. 27 yards out over the outstretched hands of the goalkeeper. I'm like, yeah, it was. Stop it. Stopped yeah. it. Like, would you like this? So this is what you on? I'm like, bro, I'm, this, mm-hmm. this is so exciting for this freshman team. And I know we're going to talk a little bit more about this freshman team and even more so when we have Jasmine Brown coming to the show. But first and foremost, I do got a shout out. We are sponsored by Studio Wax and something that we like to do here every other episode is that we want to highlight one female athlete who is doing some bomb stuff for the community, absolutely doing the best that she can, K-State women athlete. And we are going to give her a $50 gift card to Studio Wax. And this week's winner is none other than K-State women's golf, Gabriella McNeely, who served on the SAASC exec board the last two years at the community outreach representative. So girl, if you want to go on down to Studio Wax. Kylie, my girl over there, she'll get you right. And also we have another sponsorship with Home Field Apparel. We just talked about a huge K-State weekend that is coming up. And I know y'all need some new gear. So head over to HomeFieldApparel.com and they'll hook y'all up. We'll be right back on Run It Back.
0: Thanks for listening to KC Sports Network. Make sure you download our new app. Find it on the App Store or Google Play. Just search KC Sports Network.
3: College football fans, are you ready for week one? DraftKings Sportsbook is hooking you up with a can't-miss offer to start the season strong. This week, new customers can bet just $5 on college football and score $200 in bonus bets instantly. Anything can happen in college football. Your team could go from unranked to dynasty mode in just a couple of years. Change comes fast. The only thing that's a lock is the great offers from DraftKings Sportsbook. Life's more fun when you're in on the action, so here's what you gotta do. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code KCSN. New customers can score $200 in bonus bets instantly when they bet just $5 on college football. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code KCSN, the crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. You must be 21 years or older, physically present in Kansas. Bonus bets expire 7 days after assurance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. Terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort.
1: Welcome back to Run It Back here on the Kansas City Sporting Network where I have Hannah Whetstone with me and also a very special guest, none other than Jasmine Brown, who was all Big 12 freshman and all the Twelve freshman team last year. Let's not forget the crazy week that she's had with co-defender of the week, top Drawer Soccer.com national team of the week, And College Soccer News National Team of the week, girl, you've been busy. (laughs) (laughs) You've been really, really busy, and I appreciate you coming on with us today. But I know, first and foremost, I got to say, because last week's episode, I don't know if you saw or not, like I said, I feel like I'm the president of the Jasmine Brown fan club, because I was doing sideline for you guys last season. And I know there was one game, and I talked about this a lot, I honestly don't fully remember who the opponent was. It might have been against TCU, but... Someone fouled you really hard and I know not even seconds later, you fouled her hard right back, <laughs> put her on the back pockets and stared her down. You got a yellow card, but I think like, bro, that's worth it. And that got me real hype. And I know me and Hannah were just talking about like it's so hard to, cause we can't cheer. We have to be really biased because we're we're not we're not supposed to. But yo, it might like sitting in my little chair in that corner, I was like <laughs> oh, my God. Do you, do you remember that moment? And Do you remember who y'all were playing? Nice. Meet the well, that's, that's my that's my top. That's my top two moment, and it's not even number two. Okay.
4: Oh, we were playing Oklahoma. Okay. Um, yeah, because we won that game. Well, okay, just before that, I got kicked in the face, and I'm, like, okay. I'm tall, like you have to try, and you have to really throw your foot up there, and if, I was a little upset <laughs> over that foul. I remember asking my teammate, I was like, what number kicked me in the face? Mm-hmm. And then the next opportunity, which it was put on a silver platter for me. I was like, well, I'm gonna go hard in this tackle. And I thought you look <laughs> Bro,
1: we see that that's that's why I love this. Cause when you were a freshman, okay? You were a freshman and I talked about this team. I like like yo, they, this team is tough. Like you like, you ain't just gonna come up there and punk them. This is a this <laughs> team ain't got no punks on it. And you were the prime example. Oh, uh, this team not having any punks on it because, like, bro, like I said, you're a freshman. You're a freshman just starting conference play. What you mean you bumping girl on her back pocket and staring her down? I'm like, oh, i like, I love this. I love this in women's sports because you know how people got all of their feelings when they had um, what was it Caitlin Clark and Angel Reese was you know talking smack to each other and people's like, oh my gosh, clutching their pearls and stuff like that. I'm like, I talk like this when I'm playing Uno. You know what I mean? <laughs> I I don't know the deals, but I love when I like see that passion and stuff like that from like all women's sports. I just because I also kind of leads into this question. Like, is there a lot of is there a lot of trash talk on the on the
4: pitch with y'all? Please, if if you're able to let me know. There's uh, yes. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Of course, there's from both sides. Always. Like there's never a game that I've gone without my forward saying something and I'm snapping back. Something like that. This is just a bunch of trash talk. It makes it fun though. <laughs> exactly. I know it does because, like I told you, I do this to
1: play. Uno. I'm not an athlete, so I gotta do where I can make it count, and that's and that's just playing some games. sort it just gets really, just gets real crazy. You know what I mean? But Jasmine, still, so thank you for coming on the show. I know, like I just had, to, I just had to get that first question out there because, like, I t- I t- I talked to you up so much last week, and you obviously had that crazy game against, so was it like Green Bay? which it would fit two headers and two goals but well, honestly your first goals at k-state here was just in that game alone and you're a rising you're a rising star okay we're you're a rising star within this k-state soccer program and stuff like that and i even made like you know layer comparisons like are you familiar with wendy bernard of the u of the french national team possibly um yes actually really tall. really tall. Really yeah <laughs> one of the yeah. top winners in the world you know where the ball gonna be in set pieces because she's six foot two. <laughs> you know, comparison that I had is obviously I know you're not six two, and I know this like there's a bit of a gap. We got a long way to get to where she's at, but <laughs> like, bro. I don't know what player comparison? It happened literally with her, and I know well, how was your, you're gonna you're gonna be one of those targets on set piece. <laughs> You already were, and you already were a little bit last year. I know I read up on saying how you know song it didn't like really. No, wasn't that successful on set pieces last year compared to this year but what is can you tell me kind of like that difference on why this year set pieces are a little bit more successful
4: i feel like this year i know i have to be like very dominant on the air and i know like i'm the target always um i'm like the person like in practice when we practice set pieces i'm the one who's always getting the ball like we do it for the ball to go to me and i i think i got in my head that like if we we can't just waste all these chances and I had to start putting them away. And I'm really glad I put two of them away in <laughs> the first game. It set the set the pace. Like I almost got I think I've almost gotten one the last two games as well. Yeah. So I'm closer and closer to trying to get one every game. That's my it's my goal. <laughs> okay, Hannah, you got something for Jasmine real quick?
2: Yeah, Jasmine. I come into this whole sideline reporting thing with very limited soccer knowledge, but I'm learning, and I'm learning a lot. But something that I notice from you specifically as a defender is how aggressive you are offensively as well. And I, it, I think it really sets you apart as a player. Can you just talk like more about like what that like aggressive mentality means not only defensively but offensively as well?
4: Yeah. Um. Well, my dad to start out, he's like a big. Uh, basketball football player he's and he regrets not putting me in basketball and he said a lot of the moves like the box out moves you can do like on attacking corners um this is basketball exactly and so he taught me a little something, something like trying to like keep your arms wide and just be like really aggressive um because people are trying to screen me I'm getting pulled like because they know I'm the target and so I think just like implementing those aggressive like techniques and um, trying to get free from my was uh, marking me. I think it's uh, helped me a lot, and um, trying to score. <laughs> so, yeah. Okay, and also because I also read that you're kind of stepping
1: up in a little bit of a leader more of a leadership position this upcoming in. This is this is a really young team. <laughs> like this is a, pretty much this is mainly freshmen, sophomore, sprinkle in a little juniors. And I want to say what three seniors, yeah. I think. So, can you talk to us about like what it's like to kind of make that step in a leadership role?
4: I mean, it's definitely different compared to last year. We had a lot of seniors last year, and obviously a lot of them graduated. Um, and we have, like, these little uh, leadership-type groups within our team that just help, like, get everything organized and, like, um, set the pace in, the like, how we should act during practice. And I've been in that. I was in that last year as well as this year. Um, and so I think that yeah, really helps me, like, to have, like, a kind of, like, other people who are also leaders on the team and just trying to get everyone, like, to lift each other up. Basically, and not like be like a dictator on the field, and be like negative in the leadership way. You know, I try to like uplift my teammates and stay positive. Also, like being stern because you gotta get stuff done. Yeah, yeah. yeah
1: so. Okay. Uh, do you also have another question? Because last week I had Shaylee Myers on the show, and I asked her about conference realignment. I know it's like you know super exciting and super. Very much changing the aspect of college athletics, right? And I know with a lot of the conference realignment, as you know, it's a lot of things to be excited about. It's kind of a few things to be a little skeptical about, too. Because I know with conference realignment, a lot what was in mind of is football and men's basketball. Not necessarily were they maybe not think too much of the smaller revenue sports, such as soccer, volleyball, baseball, and things like that. So, I want to know what is what are your thoughts on conference realignment? Of course, there's you know, things to be excited about and also things to be not excited about. I want, I want full
4: honesty. Well, I'm actually really excited about it because I feel like it, it just introduces new people to play that are like have a totally different like uh, playing style. Because we're getting teams from like I don't, that are, aren't in our conference that um, are more like quick, like they'll be like quick playing teams. They pass a lot more than um, a team we played last year. It's just, like, totally new, and the level is definitely increasing with the addition of these people. And I think it's just, like, a good challenge for everyone in the Big 12. I right? feel like there's no no downside to it. Besides the tournament, I don't know how the tournament will work because there's so many teams. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, it's so exciting. It's new. It's our first first year with it. Next year, what Arizona, which is my hometown, coming, <laughs> um, which will be exciting if we get to play some games there for my family to
2: see. I, I don't know. It's just all new, and I'm, right now I'm just excited about it. Okay. Anna? Yeah, so Jasmine, the match against UTSA, uh, Brian, our commentator in our color analysis, that we were all kind of noticing some chipper comments going back and forth between teams, and I know that UTSA lost a great one, and K-State got a great one, in Kieran Singh what was the energy on the field? Uh, was there stuff being said back and forth? And where was everybody's head at with that? Well, the
4: whole week leading up, we're like, it's revenge season. Like, Karen, this is your old team. You got to show out and perform. And I think she did exactly that. And she came with like a chip on her shoulder, too. She's like, yeah, I've been here before. I transferred to K-State. I'm going to go off. And she definitely went off. Um, of course, Kieran. I love Kieran. She has uh, her little attitude normally, but this time she was she was ready to go, and she was she was. It was great. It was so it was so great. We were all so happy. Uh, it was just really exciting, and we had something like we wanted to help her show that she made the right decision coming to K State. Um, so we all had a little chip on her shoulder. Um, yeah. So <laughs> that <was> some words <laughs> were <talk> exchanged. <laughs> Jeez, I mean,
1: I need to get Karen on, on my show at some point, too, because I know she probably got some stuff to say. Like I said, I, I love that. I just I, I just love that competitive edge. I really do. I mean, like, I get in your know, sportsmanship at the end of the game. Like, you know, it's like it's gay. Everyone's cool. You know, we, we homies. But in the Lions, I don't know who you are. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know who you are. I don't care who you are. I'll do my best to beat your ass. That's true. That's pretty well done for know what I want to do so i need to, I need to get Karen on this show at some point so I because I want to ask even more because a little bit a little bit of a off topic kind of switch. Jasmine, did you watch a lot of this uh,
4: past World cup at all? I did what it was just so early, so it was a little more like replays or we'll be out yeah. traveling and we'd see it like in the morning. but I did watch a, a good amount of it <laughs> okay, so I, I hopefully I'd assume you're a fan of the u s womens
1: national team and obviously this is. Not the greatest world cup for them, but I wanted to like you as a soccer player. What did what did you see from this? You know, women's national team that was different from you know past years.
4: Past from different past years. Um, I don't know. I mean, I think it was just a lot of the level of play. It's not as like to the standard that it was in the past. In the past, it was like you would go into the game being like, oh, it's U.S. They're going to win. Yeah. Um, and then this year. It was like, us U.S., but I don't know, Sweden's also really good. And it's just a totally different, like, mentality, you know? Um, I don't know what went on within the team to make – that should cause that. But that's just what I've seen. Um, But hopefully it'll, you know, get better. Like, we're a good team. Like, we have so much talent. There is always so much talent. I know the head
1: coach – what's his name? Black Code. Thank God they got his behind about it there. I'm sorry. I (laughs) I was, I was like, bro, you inherited the number one team in the world, and you broke them in, the, in like like less than two years. How do you do that? But I don't. I sorry, but you know But you know what's done is done. I know. I, I know that's old news. I know that's old news at this point because you know Spain already won and things like that. But I'm like, I can't. I can't just pass up this opportunity to actually be like you know one v one with an actual soccer player and ask her what her what are her thoughts on this you know women's national team and stuff like that. But Hannah, do you have any more questions for Jasmine too?
2: Um, I'd love to hear your thoughts on the Creighton game. I mean, obviously, you guys still get a point for tying, but just tell me your thoughts on the whole match. Creighton
4: game, that was a little more frustrating than anything else. Like, of course, we got the tie, which is a good result. Um, but I feel like we definitely should have put away chances. We left a lot of them out on the field. And it was just a lot. It was, I know it was a Sunday game, we're all like tired from Thursday, of course, Sunday games are always more hard. But it was just really frustrating not being able to like take that win. It would have been great for six points this weekend. But I mean we'll take four points and we'll move on. Like we can always this these next three games are gonna be very challenging. And if we can walk away with any results, it'll be great.
1: Okay. And I know Jasmine you know since we're on the Creighton game, I know I you know, correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like there's a little bit more creativity on set piece so far this season that we've seen last season. Cause I know there was this one set piece. Where it was, it was Corinne. Then she did a little, like a small kick to Porterless, She held it, and then you had Aaliyah, pretty much just barely missing the crossbar by like a millimeter mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And I watched that. I know it didn't go in, but I was like, <laughs> <laughs> I like that. You don't. I know. I know you. You don't know, don't give too much because, like, more than anything, I want y'all to win. But like, throw me to like, what's that? Having that creativity like on these set pieces now, especially when you're playing in a conference that just got harder
4: yeah i mean it's really it's like a nice little weapon in the arsenal to have like um because leo's has a killer shot and um i think the set pieces that we like um comprised for her they like really showcase that and her to use that really well and i feel like it's just another secret weapon we have we have different variations we have different types of those there's a lot more where it came from and it's just really nice to be able to be creative on these and not have it just be so black and white, you know. So what does that speak on the confidence that Coach Tabini
1: has? Because like we talked about, this is a really young team, but like, yo, know, we talked about with the game against UTSA, it was like, it was the freshman show. You had C's getting her second goal of the season, and then you had Strutman going crazy with that goal that she had. It was like, man, I'm, I'm guessing like 27 yards. Or something like that. So and what is like and also you talk about the creativity that you guys have with a whole bunch of freshmen being in the box, a bunch of underclassmen in the box getting ready to, you know, get the ball or even get the rebounds, you know, from a from a block, right? So what is what does that speak about this team and that Coast Media has so much trust in such a young team?
4: Like, I think it was fourteen freshmen that came in um and there's like no drop off in level of play like the depth that we have with them like we can have people come off the bench and have it like the run of play doesn't slow down at all Mm -hmm. um and so i think the young the younger ones um the freshmen they just add so much like spunk and uh, like creativity they bring a lot of the creativity into the play too um and of course morgan and joe like scoring as freshmen that early in the season like it's great and we love it, and we're hoping that more freshmen will be able to do that. Anyone who comes on, really, any of our game changers that come off the bench. It just helps us a lot, like, add something new to the game, you know? So you 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 just said, like, you know how the freshmen kind of, like, kind of bring
1: some of that creativity. Does Coach be kind of, like, kind of let y'all cook a little bit on how y'all want to make
4: these set pieces? <laughs> oh, yeah, we definitely, I mean, they have, like, things in mind um, on our set pieces, um, but they take input. Um, from all of us, we, if we see something, if we have any questions, we think something would be better. They're totally open to it. Like the trust that they have in us is large, and I think it's definitely showing off in this new season. Okay, honestly, that's really dope. That look, is one thing that's just still adding that
1: trust that goes to be like even like remotely having you guys. And I know this is still like a new program. It's still this is pretty much still it's like toddler phase of it because. It was only here, like, I want to say, like, my freshman year was its very first season in 2016. Yes, guys, I know I'm a little pleased. But anyway, she, I don't know how it's just being, still being able, you know, to see how how it's growth and stuff. Hannah? Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, so, Jasmine, looking ahead to Sunday's match against Nebraska, uh, I personally am very excited. Um, Casey has, like, a long-standing history with Nebraska. You know them, like, leaving the Big 12, like, mm-hmm. sissies, whatever. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Um, Would love to see a Wildcat win. Um, What are you most excited for, for the game? And what do you think, like, keys to the game are?
4: Oh, I'm just excited to play. I never played Nebraska. We didn't play them last year. But the year before that, before I got here, um, I heard a lot about the game. (laughs) So I'm super excited to play them. Um, And the team we just played, Creighton, I'm pretty sure they tied Nebraska. So I'm just curious to see how, um, we like show up against that. Um, I'm really, really just super excited. I feel like we'll be able to do well against them. Okay. And Jasmine, you mentioned before, like, this is low-key like y'all's
1: revenge season, like this is y'all revenge tour. And honestly, I wrote in my notes, so like, yo, cause I talked last week, sorry about how I was able to get y'all's lick back against Northwestern. Cause y'all, unfortunately that game was lost in heartbreaking fashion. Last year, where the girl who I never scored a goal had a game winner on a bicycle kick. Um, that's her. That, um, that hurt. That hurt. But they weren't ranked then. But then you go over to Northwestern; they're ranked number 18, and they do not come away with the win. And y'all go away with a tie. I think that's the first road tie against any ranked opponent in in the K-State program. So I feel like okay, check. That's getting one lick back. Okay, and two, UTSA. Y'all played them last year right, and I think y'all lost 2-1 and they were a tournament team, and then y'all pretty much tapped that behind against them, and I, you just said what well, Karen, like, what, what Karen was saying she's like, yo, like it's it's time to roll, you know what I mean so, do you guys still have that mentality from a lot of teams that you guys are coming up against next, Is also once again, Nebraska, didn't play them last year, but still, this is another revenge tour for a team that left the conference, and that K-State, and them we have a lot of history
4: mm-hmm. oh, for sure I mean, we have a lot. We have a lot of like we have a lot to pay back, you know? So I definitely think it's it's like a revenge tour. We're we're coming. We know we're strong this year. Um we have some things to make up from last year. Uh like Northwestern. Check. (laughs) Um, so yeah, I feel like there's a lot of teams that we left things on the field that we regret. Um, some teams that we shouldn't have walked away with the win. And we're just we all wanna make sure that we actually get through all in our favorite this time and we are all hungry for that okay see y'all need to make some t-shirts with revenge
1: Tour <laughs> or something like that I, that's gotta that's gotta be the mantra because you talked about how the energy was at with utsa with the student section in the crowd man if you give all these kids some revenge tour t-shirts and <laughs> they walk through the door bro this game over and <laughs> like there will be there will be no open seats left no. <laughs> but i know is still kind of piggybacking I know this is the last you know question before we let you go how this is the revenge tour, but what as a team, what is y'all's overall goal? Because last year was to get to the Big Twelve, you know, championship tournament and you guys did that. What's what's next?
4: Well, ideally we want to get back to the tournament, of course. But we also we want to have a winning season because K has never had a winning season. Um and that's just like the first immediate goal. But of course we want to get to the Big Twelve. We wanna finish top third in Big Twelve, and I feel like we're fully capable of doing so um yeah but also shout outs at home we want to perform better at home than we did in previous years um and so far so good <laughs> so i hope to keep that going
1: <laughs> okay cool well jasmine thank you so much for hopping on we'd love to have you on again one of these days for sure and know you're going to see hannah a whole bunch on these sidelines she's gonna be there she's gonna be right she's gonna hear all the all the all that stuff y'all be talking on the field she's going here and i'm gonna have a report right back to me type that up once we get on this show you feel me so well, jasmine so much for coming on. Run it back. We hope to see you again. Thank you.
0: Thanks for listening to KC Sports Network. Make sure you download our new app, find it on the App Store or Google Play. Just search KC Sports Network.
5: We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with indeed.
1: Welcome back to Run It Back here on the Kansas City Sporting Network. If you just missed it, we had Jasmine Brown here talking about all Ned, all just all this the spice that goes on on the the soccer field and everything like that. How much this team has grown, how much Coach DeVity lets them cook on set pieces, how that's possibly becoming even more of a weapon, and how this team is just straight up on a revenge tour. I'm just saying they need to make make some t-shirts. They got to make free t-shirts, hats, jackets. I do not care. You have something that says revenge tour on anything. People will eat that up. Okay. So that's that's what I hope. I hope she's, you know, let this idea slide to Costavini, the team that does all the apparel, yada, 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 or even home-filled apparel, if y'all want to pick that up. I just, to you know, I'm just trying to help y'all out. I'm just trying to help y'all out. So Hannah, I know you talked, we've talked a lot with Jasmine about everything that I just mentioned. And I know you talked about earlier on, even before we started the show, you don't have the greatest knowledge of soccer, but you're learning. What have you? Honestly, you, you being on the sideline for like the first time, at, like at this soccer game, what did what did kind of like surprise you or just even entertained you? Be like, oh, so this is what this is like.
2: I think I had been away from so I played like a lot of sports in high school. I think I'd been away from like girls' sports specifically for too long, and I forget how like chippy we are with each other, and like the beef on the field is like so real. And like I remember in like high school I would play like best friends from other schools and we would be like atrocious to each other on the court but then like you know that off the good. court off the field you know we're we're best friends again but I think that that was like so refreshing I was like oh my gosh like you know it's it's all the same and it was it was so fun to watch like big things that I learned I didn't know about like the points for like uh like individual players and then also like team points things like that yeah. so I learned all about that and then I'm learning more about like the set pieces, everything like that. I learned that you call them a goalkeeper, not a goalie. (laughs) Honestly, I'm just
1: I'm just starting to kind of get like that because I've been calling them goalies for a very, very long time. I'm I'm sorry.
2: Yeah. Like the first coach I interviewed, he like started like using a bunch of soccer lingo. And I swear I was just sitting there like smiling and nodding, pretending to understand. And then I went back later and asked my boss I was like dude I don't know any of this means you're gonna need to like decode this for me but I'm definitely learning all the soccer rules too now like when the ball goes out on the end line versus the sideline and all in the yellow cards and the red card you know all the things but it's it's been interesting and very exciting I think I'm gonna end up liking soccer quite a bit
1: Honestly, I hope you ex- you get to experience seeing your red card. Hopefully, it's not on our team. <laughs> <I> hope <laughs> not. <laughs> I know that because like, the first red card I experienced was last year. Of course, this was still in I want to say still in the non conference portion. So roughly yeah. a year ago to where we are now, we played against uh, Purdue, and Purdue was a really was a really solid team. Yeah, but it was crazy. Are, it was. Yeah. One thing that both Purdue and K State coaching staff and players agreed on. That the officials sucked. Okay, <laughs> okay, that's one thing that we both could agree on. I don't know what old dude was doing. I talked to the uh, goalkeeper coach Matt Smith. He was on a couple of shows at Wildcat 91.9. Yeah, I actually, yeah. Talked, I brought and I brought that up to him that game against Purdue because there was this one official who was walking out. And he's like this six foot three tall, really skinny dude who came out walking like this, like he's swollen or something. And he, and all the coaches that were like. Oh, so it's like so this so this is what we are. <laughs> until, oh, I didn't feel just trying to show that he's the authority. You know what I mean? I'm like, yeah. and I notice I'm like, hmm, kind of strange, but you know, whatever. I'm just going over my notes so I practice so I know so I don't mess anything up when I'm on air, right? And so the more I see, I'm like, bro, this dude is calling the crappiest craps on the field. Mm. Like, it's like he's either letting hard fouls go or he's either completely letting the most ticky-tacky fouls getting a yellow card or something crazy like that. And we're like, bro, what are you doing? And this is this is both in. This is both sides. K-State and Purdue are like, we hate this dude. Please don't try to get him out of there. And it was at the start of the second half, or actually just the end of the first half, and their best player got her second yellow card. The first yellow card was literally nothing. Like, she barely even touched one of our players, but she got a yellow card. And then the second time, where it was actually more of a hard foul, like okay, yeah, I could see that being a yellow, a yellow card. He leaves, like you could see his face. He just looked down, got out of his pocket, and just pulled up the yellow card. Because when you get two yellow cards, you get a red. That means you gotta, you gotta play with ten players. And my god, the amount of screams and like what the explicitives came from <laughs> the sideline was just absolutely insane. I was like, ooh, he in trouble. Because like, the SID for Purdue, they could they because I was gonna talk to them when they came out, you know, and uh because they were leading at the half. Yeah, the SID was like, Yeah, coach is not gonna be available. I'm like, I get it. <laughs> I get yeah, it. Okay. Understand. Understand. Yeah, I, I understand. Cause I'm like, I've I feel like talking to this man who's just completely standing and cherry red on the camera, is probably not gonna be the best interviewer. It might be kind of entertaining, but for some right. asking the questions, I'm like, I don't want none of that smoke. <laughs> so true. Like, I don't want none of that smoke. Having to do that, but that's that's what that was. But even still, like, cause Purdue was a really good team. We ended up losing that game. Think I don't remember the score. Might have been like two, two, nothing, two one, perhaps. But that's a lot of the results that we had and teams like that for, for soccer. But Hannah, I know this is still this is still new for you. This is gonna be still be new for Sophie as well. I want to have her on the show at some point too, cause y'all, cause having what I loved about being sidelined, Like yo, y'all get this. You just get the skinny on a lot of things that other people just don't. Not saying nothing, nothing spicy or nothing. Be like you're not supposed to know this. And be like, oh, I've actually talked to the coaches and the players straight up one v one, so I know these things that you don't. Or I get this vibe of them having a chip on their shoulder and things like that, and you don't. So you already doing a couple games underneath your belt, and I know you haven't even started volleyball yet. But what have you noticed about this team? Because I want to know you probably talked to them during the media days too, right?
2: Um. Yeah, I sent question, you know, like, the whole thing. But um, I think, I mean, something that you, like, notice with the job is, like, you get to see so much personality that you don't ever see as just, like, a fan. Uh, I especially think I'll notice this a lot once I get into, like, basketball, too, um, is just seeing, like, the personality. And I see, like, how well uh, K-State works together as a team and also how well they work with our coaches. Our coaches clearly are very insightful. I mean, obviously. um, But the players are so, so receptive to everything that they say. There's never any sass or backtalk. Like, you know, I don't see any of it. It's all just like, you know, especially those freshmen. I mean, they are sponges. They are soaking it all in. um, And you can tell how eager they are to get on the field, especially the UTSA, UTSA game. You know, it's hot. I talked to coach to before he said, we're going to utilize our subs. When I talked, talked to the UTSA coach, he said, we're utilizing subs. Obviously it's warm. Um, and they did just that. And, you know, freshmen would go to check in for K state and they were bouncing off the walls, so excited to get on that field. And I think that that's also a testament to the type of players that K state's recruiting to, because some, I think that some girls might get into that role and get cold feet or get stage fright or get nervous. And, you know, obviously we talk about the UTSA game and our two goals are scored by freshmen off the bench. And I think, it, you know, again, our girls can show up in big time moments off the bench. And that's really important. And then another thing that I've really noticed is I talked to Coach Dabini about like the leadership on the team and he talked about a- Aliyah El-Nagar a lot. And that was not just fluff. You know, I talked to him before I'd ever watched any soccer in person and then I, I get to the game and... And she is so encouraging to all of her teammates. But also, she clearly understands the game so well. You know, she's back in the backfield yelling at her forwards, you know, clear across the field in a really effective way with good tone. She's never rubbing anybody the wrong way on her own team. And she clearly leads the Cats very, very effectively. So those are like just some things that really stuck out to me.
1: Honestly, and I've seen seen that too. 'Cause it's even gonna be more so important when conference play starts. Cause what I what I had learned from doing sideline last year and I've learned from this team last year, as like non-conference ain't got jack diddly squat when conference starts. Like the physicality that goes from saying when you're when you're playing uh UTSA, you know UTSA is a really good team, they're a tournament team, but now goes when you're playing a TCU or you're playing with Cincinnati. Cincinnati has a really good soccer program. Like you need to, you need to tighten up your boots because it's like it's, yeah. it's so praise. The speeds, is gonna go faster. The physicality, they're just gonna go harder. I like when I like that story that Jasmine was telling me against when they played against Oklahoma, and how she had to sit girl on her back pockets because she kicked her in the face. And like it takes a lot of effort to kick Jasmine Brown in the face because she's five ten, <laughs> right? And So even <laughs> then, like right, not only does that, you know, that level of competitiveness or you got or you gotta let people know what's up every now and again, but this is just how this is a tough team. And I mentioned this last week. They're like they're like they're not they're not dirty. Okay. This K-State team is not dirty, okay? They but they do they do play with a physicality. You just say like, yo, you gotta be ready when you when you walk up on K State. Right? Yeah, that make up because other teams are gonna have to match that physicality and this is a young team. How do they learn how to do that? By matching other teams' physicality when they're being thrown into like when they have a lot, they've had a lot of young teams in this, you know, short program that they've had, they've had to learn fast. They got to, you know, get thrown yeah. to the fire with conference play that now has officially just gotten harder and will be even harder the following season when the other, you know, a couple other Pac-12 teams, you know, are entered, are entering the fold, right? Mm-hmm. So let's see that physicality and that's something that Coach Stadini has kind of like embedded into this team, and just like, bro, you like you need a you're able to win the ball, you you go and win the ball. It's like yeah. you know, something that they will get fixed is that last season they led they I think they led the conference or not led the conference. I think they were top three, I wanna say, in the yellow cards. But a lot of those yellow cards are just because it's just like they were going for the ball. It's just like nothing yeah. for me. Yeah. This never, ever, ever this team. But like I said, when you come in you better lace up because if they don't have a chance to <laughs> And like Jasmine said, they want shutouts. So what's the best way to get some shutouts? Be physical on the ball, especially her being a defender, her being um, a center back. You know what I mean? And things like that. And it's just going to be great. It's just going to be so exciting seeing this team. This, like the season barely even started with soccer, the season barely even started with volleyball. The new Morgan family, once again, it'll be this Friday, the ribbon cutting at three. Then you got the game against Omaha at seven. Once again, keep going with the big weekend of K-State sports. You feel me? Because K-State football against Seabolt will be on that Saturday. And then Sunday with the doubleheader against Nebraska for K-State soccer at 1. And then K-State volleyball at 3. So these to be butts in seats. But Hannah, thank you so much for coming on. Run it back. We will be back next week with more K-State sports. We'll see y'all.
0: Thank you for listening to KC Sports Network. We appreciate your support. Don't forget to hit that follow button and leave us a review if you like what you heard. You can find all six of our channels covering the Chiefs, Royals, Sporting KC, and the KC Current, plus KU, K-State, or Mizzou by searching KCSN wherever you listen to podcasts. We're also on YouTube. Entertain. Educate. Inform. KC Sports Network.